Welcome to It's a Ripple Effect, where I feature influencers who are creating a ripple effect with their gifts, wisdom, and life experiences, helping people make a lasting change and help make this world a better place. And I'm your host, Cecile Sebastian, and I'm so excited to have Manny Lopez as a guest from Orphan to CEO. Manny helps create and enhance experts with unique lead generation and automation marketing strategies. A husband and father of three, he devotes his time to creating a lifestyle of being number, hashtag too blessed to be stressed, while managing his network of over 30,000 business professionals worldwide. Within his business specialty, he first understands your business model, target market, and challenges you're facing. Once discovered, he'll develop a unique way to automate your sales process and message your value to reach the specific market that works best for you. Currently, he is a paid consultant on lead generation to over 1,000 brands worldwide, including celebrities, entertainers, entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, speakers, coaches, network marketing companies, affiliates, attorneys, doctors, and hundreds of small business professionals from around the world. You may have seen him as a teacher on mobile apps and mobile marketing automation and Ty Lopez social media marketing courses. His clients include Les Brown, and Kevin Harrington of Shark Tank and Forbes Riley, the two billion women. Recently featured in Inc. Magazine, his work has been showcased on NBC, The Huffington Post, Bloomberg Radio, a CEO of Space International graduate. And within two years of starting his business, Manny was named one of the best by Facebook when they hit one million advertisers. That is super awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Manny Lopez. Thank you so hey. much for your time, Manny. I appreciate I'm excited it. to be here. So how are you today? Uh, you know me, I'm too blessed to be stressed. Can't complain. Love that. So want to, I know your time is limited, so let's get started. What is your superpower and how are you serving the world with it? Um, I believe my superpower is really understanding how to solve challenges, right? People come to me when they have a problem and they can't seem to kind of figure out a solution for it, whether it's, you know, how do you start a business? How do you generate leads online? How do you automate your business? So a lot of the things that I think I'm really good at is finding solutions to challenges, which is kind of where I kind of took my big picture goal. You know, I'm a founder of a nonprofit called From Orphan to CEO, where we teach kids that are aging out of foster care how to start their own business. You see, I've, I've created all kinds of success in my business. I'm a paid consultant over a thousand brands worldwide, you know, name one of the best by Facebook, all those different accolades. But what I think it really allowed me to do is learn how to really solve the world's challenges. Because if we look at the foster care system itself, right, uh, people that go through the foster care system, two out of three of these kids that age out of the system, meaning they're just, they're on their own, they're 18 and it's time to, to you know, go after your life, right? Two out of three of these kids are dead, homeless, or in jail within just one year of leaving that system, right? And I've been in this system. I've been through the foster care system and I even ended up homeless twice myself, but I ended up finding mentorship and entrepreneurship as my way out. And if I can teach other people how to do that and how to get access to these opportunities, how to be a sponge for knowledge, how to serve your way to success. You know, just being that solution-oriented person has been really where my superpower has, has really kind of shined, I guess you would call it. That's beautiful. I'm going to jump to that one question because um, I read up on your orphan to CEO. Can you touch on your story? Because I did speak at a place here in Las Vegas for foster kids. and um, Really? Awesome. Yeah, and they're... 
and they're a sponge for information. And they appreciate people that take the time to go there and help them and teach them and understand them. So like, how did, were you able to go from orphan and being homeless and being in the system to where you're at and even finding a mentor? So I was orphaned very young. Um, 18 months, I was left in the car with nothing but a diaper on. And we were put into foster care, me and my sister. And we were adopted and returned seven different times. Uh, suffered everything from malnutrition, uh, abuse, neglect, and e even torture. Um, went through that kind of chaos, got out on the other side of it, adopted and returned a bunch of times, uh, adopted for the eighth times, had a forever family, thought everything was going great, but still ended up homeless, still ended up on the street, still ended up not really having a good um, you know, outlook on life and, and kind of being lost. And it, it was a person I was overhearing a conversation I was having. I just got hired at this new company and I had a son at the time. He was just born, very young, you know, six months, I think he was. And uh, I was at the point where I'm like, you know, I need, I need to start planting my roots somewhere. I need to start getting a real job and not just going out to these little sales jobs and things like that. And found this place and this guy overheard this conversation because my manager or, or the boss or the guy, whoever was hiring me, he started asking me about my goals. And he goes, you know, where do you want to see yourself in a year, two years, three years from now? Where do you want, where do you think you're going to be? And I had goals. I'm like, I want to have a manager position. I want to do this. I want to do that. And this guy overheard it. And he is the person that kind of creates those opportunities. He's a manager himself. He grooms other people to be managers. He helps people get to their, that next level. And he offered to be my mentor before I even knew what the word mentor was. Um, he was like, you know, I could teach you how to do this. I can get, you know, help you get to where you're trying to get to. Just follow what I do, right? Follow what I teach you to do. And so I did that and found that, you know, situation became very clear there that my opportunity was not at that location, but it was somewhere else building my own dream, right? It was, uh, got to a point where I had to stop building somebody else's dream and try to find my own and ended up jumping into entrepreneurship, never looked back, you know, seven years now I'm into my business I've you know, been able to create all kinds of success and create other people to do the same because it's not about just taking yourself out of that situation, but finding other people that have been in the same situation as you and pull them out as well. Because a lot of these people, they just need to see that it's possible. They need to see this as an opportunity. And I'm really good at simplifying that opportunity, right? Showing them saying, you know what, take a look at something that you're doing in your life. Take it something that you're good at, some skill that you may have, and try to make that into an opportunity that you can help other people with and solve a challenge that they can't solve themselves. When you do that, you can create a business, you can create success, and you can really create something that you want to do versus trying to build somebody else's dream. How are you able to go from that mindset? How are you able to expand your mindset to even consider the possibility of entrepreneurship, owning your own life, and teaching? Because me, I'm in that phase right now. Yeah. The mindset that you can help someone because you have helped yourself, that mindset. How are you well, able to for me, it's, you know, I, I first got introduced to uh, a guy by the name of Les Brown back in 2008. And most of you guys watching this will know who he is. A big motivational speaker. He's filled out stadiums of over 80,000 people just to hear him speak. He's made over $60 million in his career and gives back to a lot of organizations. And I got introduced to him by my first mentor. He goes, you should listen to this guy by the name of Les Brown. You know, he was an orphan just like you, right? He's 
been labeled mentally challenged just like you. He's struggled in high school and school and all these different things. And a lot of people kept telling him no, but look where he's at today. He's created all this success regardless of what other people told him. So I surrounded myself with people that I know got results, right? It was not listening to people that had not gone through that. It was a difference with counsel versus opinion. My, new, my mentor today tells me that. His name is Gregory. And he says, counsel versus opinion. You have to find a way to learn from the people that have actually done it. For example, right? If I go to my family and I tell them, I want to write a book, right? And, and I want to write about my story and I want to write about all these things that I can tell people what, they, what I've gone through and how they could not have to go through this or the stuff that I learned that worked and I want to teach them what, it, what, what I did, you know? And if I go to my family, what are they going to say? They're going to say, oh, you know, that's crazy. Oh, man, you know, writing a book, that's so hard. How do you think you're going to do this? So many people write books all the time. How could you even think anyone's going to see your stuff? You know, why do you think people would care about your story? You're nobody famous, blah, 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 right? But you go to somebody who has been a number one bestseller, and you tell them the same thing. You say, look, I want to write a book, and I want to do this. What are they going to say? They're not going to tell you all the things possible of why it's not going to work. They're going to tell you, well, this is how you do it. Right? If you want to write a book, you want to be a number one bestseller, here's how I did it. Right? Here are the steps I took to get to where I need to go to. And all they're doing is giving you a roadmap versus a bunch of obstacles. Right? And that's, I think, what most people don't realize. If they're trying to have success in business, if they want to teach others, if they want to create anything amount of, of value in their own lives, follow people who have already done what you are trying to do. Follow their footsteps. Surround yourself with people that are getting the results you want, and you'll get similar results yourself. That's all you got to be. Be a sponge for knowledge. I've invested over $300,000 into this. I want to be able to go into any room and be able to learn because I understand no matter who I'm on the phone with, who I'm meeting with, who I run into at the grocery store, they have a genius inside them that I don't. They have something in there that I don't know that they could teach me. And what if that's one thing they taught me could change my entire life or be able to teach somebody else that that could change their life, right? So I kind of walk around in that mindset. My mentor used to always tell me, Manny, you have to always remember you're too blessed to be stressed, right? You can't live around looking at what you don't have. Surround yourself in your thoughts and your energy with the things that you do have and be blessed with that, right? Look at the things that you have in your life the running water, the electricity, the food in my fridge, the car to drive, my kids are healthy, I've got a roof over my head, I've got electricity right now, we're literally across the, you know, thousands of miles away, or actually hundreds of miles away, you're in Vegas, right? Yeah. Um, but you're, you're not even near me, but yet we're connecting right now, we're sharing this message to everywhere around the world because of the ability of the opportunities that we've created for ourselves and the people before us that saw the opportunity and took action on that opportunity. You guys watching right now, somebody watching this video right now, you have an idea in your head that you haven't taken action on. You have an idea that you have thought of and you, it's a great idea. It's going to solve the world's problems, but you haven't taken that first step. Just do that. That's all I do is I surround myself with the people that are taking action and I jump to take as much action as I can myself. Do you know this is the first time I met Manny? And what's so great about Manny is listening to his story is how humble he is. I was reading his resume and you just google him and all kinds of information comes up money inc interview and wow he is super super humble and he tells you how it is and i can feel your passion i can feel your heart that you're for real and i i'm gonna choke up because it's not that many entrepreneurs are as humble 
you know, because I was burned. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast for influencers who are making an impact to help other people, not just to make money, you yeah. know. And, uh, yeah, you touched my heart. So aside from being humble, what are your top values in doing your life and business? Sorry, I'm like choking up. <laughs> no, no, I, I totally get it. I'm usually the one choking up in these interviews because trying to talk to my about my story and what I've been through and kind of what I'm trying to do in this world today, it's, it's hard because, you know, you surround yourself with people that are, you know, here's the thing. About one out of every 10 super successful people you will meet are still humble today. And it's, and it's an honest truth. You know, I, I surround myself with the biggest people out there that you know. And some of these people, if I told you how they really act, you'd be like, ah, oh, that sucks, you know? And, you know, the thing that I have to value is, is my integrity. I try to be as, as clear and concise as I can be with the people I work with. I, I try to make sure that I'm providing a hundred times more value than what I'm going to be receiving on my end. And that's what it's about, I think. If we can just live in a world, if we serve our way to success, this is something I teach a lot. Um, I have this formula that I've discovered. I, maybe you've looked at this book. So I keep this on my desk all the time, The Five Love Languages. Right? It's by a guy by the name of Gary Chapman. It's a book that revolutionized my marriage. It got me to really understand how to speak my, life's, my wife's love language. Right? I was only speaking in the way I thought that she would want to be communicated with, right? And same thing goes in business. We have probably our own language that we think to be, and we don't understand that there's an entirely different way that we can talk to people. One of the languages I, I teach on is the language of serving. Okay, if you serve your way to success, 80% of your sales will come between the fifth and 12th contact. Okay, it makes no sense to try and sell when you're out there running your business, right? Focus on serving the market that you want to work with. So for example, myself, I want to work with entrepreneurs that do business with entrepreneurs. That is my perfect market that I serve the best outside of course, orphans and kids in foster care, learning entrepreneurship and mentorship. But in my business, okay, entrepreneurs that do business with entrepreneurs, if I can reach somebody in that market, all I do at that point is I serve. I invite them out to events. I give them free stuff. I give them access to on-demand content, no cost to them. Just try to give them as much value as I can. Because if I can serve enough times, that will create what I like to call super fans, right? These are people that not only do business with you, but they refer you to their entire networks. So when I decided I wanted to write a book, and I did, okay? I'm part of this book called The Hustle Code. We became a number one bestseller in five different categories all because of an idea that we took action on. And for me, it was about seeing a way that I could be of value to other people, serving. Serving is the number one way to do that. And it also kind of weeds out the people that are not really about reciprocity, right? For me, it's, you know, I, I have this little test. Since knowing that it takes five to 12 contacts to turn somebody into a prospect, into a, even a potential customer, right? I just serve, 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 serve. And what's funny is that the people that I kind of find out are kind of, you know, jerks in the long run, that are not really about helping people. They just want to sell, 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 and want to make money, 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 right? I, I find that they, they kind of weed themselves out when you do this because they don't want to be around people that like to serve. They don't think that people that serve make any money, right? And the fact of the matter is the people that serve make all the money. Because those are the people that other people want to be around. Those are the people they want to collaborate with. Millennials will do business 95% of the time more 
with a business because they're cause-based. And this is what entrepreneurs need to understand. Get your business into really focusing on a cause because I went from making $30,000 a year to $30,000 a month and it didn't make me happy. It wasn't going, oh man, I'm making all this money. I'm so successful now and I'm helping out all these people and, and all of this and it didn't really do anything for me until I really decided to say, you know what, let's stop focusing on my own personal wants and my own personal needs and let's focus on solving a solution for the world. Did you know that 70% of our prison population comes from foster care? 90% of our death row inmates come from foster care. If we can fix our foster care system, we can fix our entire nation. And I have a plan to do this, right? I created a program called Manifestation School of Business. Any kid that is aging out of the foster care system, okay, all they have to do is sign up for free. It's already funded for them. We have over a thousand scholarships that we can give out right now to kids that are aging out of the foster care system or in the foster care system or have already aged out as well, right? If you've just been in the foster care system at all, you have a scholarship waiting for you from my organization. You get to go through our school of business completely free. Normally, businesses are paying $1,000 to get this access. They, they get it completely free. On top of that, once they graduate the school of business, now they actually get our company to help them build their brand. Okay, we show them how to get their self-automated, how to bring value. We connect them to resources, to people that can help them with funding, help them with marketing, coaching, mentoring, whatever they need in their business. We have accessible resources for them to access. And this is what it's all about. If we can give them access to education and resources on mentorship and entrepreneurship, then two out of three of these kids are not going to be dead, homeless, or in jail. Two out of three of these kids will have a mentor, they'll understand entrepreneurship, and they'll own their own business. That is beautiful. I had no idea. I didn't read up on that. That was a, everyone in my network, please share this information because we need to help the kids. We need to help the world and start with people in the foster care system. So you want the, the prison, the jail cells to like, you know, some people think about that, but share this message, please share this. Okay. Yes. So, we need to get this out. Yeah, we need to get this out. I had no idea you were doing this, but please share this. I know I have someone who is in charge of Project 150 who's helping the kids that are homeless. In Any way that, I mean, here's what my system's also about. It's about connecting resources together because there's a lot of organizations that are out there on the ground doing the fight on the streets and they need the support. They need awareness. They need funding. And I have those eyeballs, right? I have access to millions of people worldwide right now. And for me, it's not just about getting business and app sales and websites and all the things that I do in my branding agency, but I really be more excited about helping the kids, right? I got a program called Network of Influence where if entrepreneurs want to get connected to entrepreneurs that get results, join our membership, right? 100% of our membership goes to sponsoring kids in our From Orphan to CEO project. So for us, it's all about just collaborating opportunities. I'm taking my skill set that I'm good at. Think of it like a Tom's Shoes for marketing, right? You know, I've heard of Tom's Shoes. They give a pair of shoes every time somebody buys a pair of shoes. In our system, it's kind of like Tom's Shoes on steroids. Every time somebody comes on board, we're bringing at least two kids, their own business, their own scholarship, and being able to put them through our program. And they get unlimited opportunities, right? They can come out to our live events. They can come out and network with our, with our members. They can get access to our members. They can get access to our downloads and our resources. And it's, it's all in the cloud, right? They don't have to be physically there at one of our stuff. They can just go on their smartphones and be able to just go access an app and get access to everything that we're doing. So it's pretty cool. Was it, is it networkinfluencer.com? 
if they want to get access to all the resources, imanifest.com. So I, just a letter I, manifest is M-A-N-N-Y-F-E-S-T.com. Uh, and if you want to see information on the nonprofit and the organization and kind of what the app does, you can just go to from orphan to CEO.org. That's our nonprofit site. That's beautiful. Wow. You're doing so much great things in the world. That's awesome. Sabine, just trying to be a value. Yes. Can you share a defining moment? Maybe you already touched on this, a defining moment in your life when it all uh, changed for you. Like when was your bottom and you made the decision to change the trajectory of your life because of that? Something that you can share. Yes, I have an exact date, January 27th, 2017. So just a little over, um, almost two years ago now. And this was kind of after some of my success. I'd already been named one of the best by Facebook. I uh, had close to, I think, 800 or so paid clients as a consultant. Um, NBC, Bloomberg had all these recognition, but at the same time, I wasn't fulfilled. Right. Again, as I was saying before, I went from $30,000 a year to $30,000 a month plus, and it wasn't getting me excited. Now, at the end of the day, I was kind of lost because I was kind of getting lost in the fact of just going to an event, sell some apps, make some money, come back home. Go to an event, sell some apps, make some money, come back home. And there was no purpose behind it. And I ended up getting a call that day from a friend of mine. And uh, it was some shocking news and shocking news that forced me to have to make a decision that would put me at the risk of something I promised my wife would never happen. Uh, and was at the, the option of being homeless again. Um, because if I had to make this change, I was kind of like at a fork in a road. And if I went left, you know, I would be able to do the easy thing, the easy route, you know, just keep going the same way and have real no purpose and just make money and be safe. I won't have to worry about being homeless, right? But at the end of the day, I'd have to go and make a, a move to go right and start all over. And within 60 days, if I didn't have results, I'm homeless. And that's something that was a big, big uh, question for me. But that day, I'm, I'm laying on my bed, and I'm looking up at the ceiling. My wife's on the bed with me, and we're not really talking. We're just kind of, you know, she knows I'm going through some things and having to make some hard decisions. And there's not really much she was giving me as far as insight or counsel or anything like that. She just knew I had to kind of run into my own head. Uh, and then later that night, around midnight, um, my dog starts barking, right? And he's like, oh, great. Dog's got to go pee again. Uh, my dog loves to go pee late at night, right? So uh, I'm walking out there. I'm all tired. I'm exhausted. And I'm waiting for him to go pee. And I get this voice in the back of my head. It says, Manny, put the dog away and keep walking. And I'm like, why would I talk to myself like that? No, I'm tired. I want to go to sleep. No, this dog needs to go. It's cold out here, man. It's crazy. But also something that was kind of peculiar about that night is that it was very quiet. And I lived on a very busy street at that time. And it was very quiet. It was, it was you know, not a sound there, but we had like a 24-hour laundromat across the street. We had, you know, a 24-hour McDonald's down this way. We had an ambulance always going through because we had – you know, a, a retirement home this way and a, a hospital on this side. It was just always people, always sounds, but it was nothing that night. And I'm walking my dog and I keep hearing the same voice in the back of my head. Manny, keep, put the dog away, keep walking. So I listen and I start walking and I start getting these questions like, Manny, why are you still on this path? Why is this not clear to you? You know which way you need to go. Why is this even a question, right? And 
And I was just confused. I was flabbergasted. I'm like, why am I asking myself these questions? This doesn't make any sense. And then I started getting questions in a weird kind of a, I don't know if it's kind of a language or a tone or whatnot, but it was just getting more weird by the second. So then I started asking questions. I'm like, what is my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing here? I know I'm not supposed to just be selling apps and, and that kind of stuff because I'm just not happy doing that, right? It's not the, the only thing in life, right? It's, I'm good at it. It's a skill. It's a great opportunity. But at the end of the day, I don't see myself selling apps to businesses forever, right? I got to do something more. And as clear as day, this voice says, help the orphans. You have no fear. And I didn't understand what that meant. And I was just like, well, I do help orphans, man. I sponsor events. I donate to nonprofits and all this stuff. And it just, you know, a drop in the bucket to really what was going on. And it just kept repeating it over and over again. Help the orphans. You have no fear. I ended up going back inside. I go to try to go to sleep and I have this really crazy dream that this whole mountain is on fire. And there's people and kids running down this mountain and they're screaming and it's chaos and there's fire everywhere and there's clothes are all torn and there's blood. And, and for some reason, I have no fear. I want to run up this mountain trying to figure out what is causing all this chaos. I run up this mountain, no fear, get to the top, and I see what I assume are creatures of chaos just causing chaos everywhere. And I just kind of put my foot down and just tell them, you guys leave, this is, you know, no power here, all this kind of crazy talk. And, and then I wake up and then I shake my wife and I'm like, babe, you wouldn't believe what just happened because all of it just flooded to me instantly, kind of like just a, a clear, concise clarity of answers. And I realized who it was, who was talking to me. And I, and I mean, and this is a kind of a weird sentence I'm going to say next, because for years I had always had this recollection that you know, anytime I've had anything spiritual happen to me, um, I've always chalked it up to a guardian angel or I've talked it up to a spirit, a past loved one or something like that. And anytime I've talked to my wife about this, I've also told her, I'm like, God doesn't pay attention to me. You know, he's too busy for me. Uh, if anything, he delegates it to an angel or something like that. It's just, and I've always been had that mentality for well over a decade. And um, probably two decades now. But at the end of the day, I, I wake her up. And to make a long story short, I, I tell her, I had a conversation with God. And she just goes like, what, what, what? Starts wiping her eyes. And she's like, tell me more. What happened? And I, and I start telling her what happened. And she's crying. And I'm like, why are you crying? And she goes, well, when you were on the bed yesterday, and you were looking up at the ceiling, and... You know, I felt that you had this, this problem that you were dealing with and you couldn't get an answer to it. So I was praying and I prayed to God. I said, please reveal yourself to him and give him the clarity of what he needs to do. And then that night, that happens. And for the first time in my life, I actually express it. I had a conversation with God and he told me what to do. Ever since that moment, a month later, I'm sitting at Ty Lopez's house, becoming his, my number one referral partner in my company, just blowing up my business to millions of people. I write this bestseller that ended up coming out later that year. I share the stage with Les Brown. I make all these crazy connections. I start this nonprofit. I host this event called Servex. We have three successful sold out events. And today we can now 
have over a thousand kids go through our program, fully paid for, fully scholarshiped, and the blessings just keep pouring in. I just got named one of the beneficiaries for a city gala. I mean, it's just blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing because I decided to show up and listen to something that was more than just about myself. And I decided, I was like, you know what, I want to figure out what's really going on in this foster care system because, you know, I'm donating to these nonprofits and I sponsor these events, but what's really going on? So I looked at the statistics. I saw that two out of three of these kids were dead, homeless, or in jail within a year. They go home to home with nothing but a trash bag to put all their stuff in. And it's, it's, just, it's just something that I know our society can fix, but we just don't know about it. I'm on stages at events and I'm sitting there telling people about these situations. I'm telling them my story and they're like, I never knew this. I thought this stuff only happens in the third world country, not in our own backyard. I mean, I swear, I probably have at least two or three people in my city or in my small little neighborhood right here that are fostering kids in our, in our own neighborhoods. We don't even know. They're in our own backyards. And yet these kids are suffering abuse. They're suffering malnutrition. There's a 20% graduation rate, less than 0.3% graduation of college rate. I mean, you've got girls that are four times likely to be abused. You've got a medicated rate of 30 times more from a kid that's in foster care than a kid that's not in foster care. I mean, there's no way we need to be medicating our kids at a 30 times more rate just because they're in foster care, right? That makes no sense. And the fact that our foster parents are getting incentivized monetarily by putting these kids on psychoactive drugs. No, that just doesn't sit well with me. So I, I want to have solutions to these problems. And I feel like the entrepreneur community is the only one that's going to make it happen. So it's either doing it myself or collaborating with people that can make this, make this happen with us. And together we can change the world. It's, it's not difficult. I, it takes me $3 million a year to solve my challenge of the two out of three of these kids ending up dead, homeless, in jail. $3 million a year is all I need to fix this problem. And the rest of it can come from the opportunities that we bring to front of these kids. And if we can make this happen through whether I'm just selling programs in my systems, I'm donating, getting donations through my nonprofit, we're raising money through events, whatever way I'm getting this, I'm going to make this happen because I'm a guy that takes action. I show up and I'm not going to stop until this, this is a reality. That's, a, that's amazing. I just talked about the soul mission yesterday. You, were, you accepted the challenge. That's, um, that's a beautiful thing. That's so good to hear. I didn't know about that. But that's amazing. That's why we're here today. That's amazing. Um, people that are listening who want to connect with you, uh, do you have any offers or anything that you would like to share? And um, the best, the best way to get access to me is through imanifest.com. Um, that's my smart app. It's an app that streams on your device. It doesn't matter if you're going to it from a desktop computer, a laptop, a smartphone, a tablet. Doesn't matter. It's everything me, twenty four seven on demand. So I've got all of my best exclusive content on the app. I've got my phone number there. You can call me or text me, reach out to me, reach out to me via email. You can book an appointment on my calendar there. You can get access to all of our programs. Um, you can donate to our nonprofit from there. Everything is all accessible uh, at imanifest.com. So um, that'll link into every, everything I'm doing online. Last piece of wisdom that you would like to share that's um, along. I think one of the things that really stuck to me in business was to really build your own dream. Um, most people out there are just looking for opportunities, but not realizing they can turn their dream into an opportunity. 
And if they tie a cause around that, then it's something that can open yourself up to a lot more opportunities. I mean, I know for sure I would not be where I am today if I didn't decide to move towards a cause-based business model. Because if I was just focusing on making money, I'd be at the same exact place I was, lost and having a very limited amount of opportunities. But if I decided to say, you know what, if I can take my life and say, you know what, my story has a purpose, right? Just like Tony Robbins says, everything happens for you, not to you, right? There's a reason I was abandoned at 18 months. There's a reason why I have a scar on my chest from being burned with a cigarette lighter. Uh, there's a reason why I've been abused and neglected all my life. There's a reason why I've gone through the chaos I've been through because now I'm on the other side of it and I can tell you it's possible to survive. It's possible to not only survive, but to thrive and become successful. It's not only possible to be great, but it doesn't matter what your background is and what you've been through. You can be rubbing shoulders with the best in the world and they won't even blink an eye at who you are because you're coming in there with purpose and passion. If you're just showing up trying to tell everybody why me and my life is so sad and you should be feeling sad for me and, and just paint me as a victim. No, use your story as your purpose. There's a reason why you have gone through what you've gone through, right? People that are watching right now, I'm pretty sure there's a plenty of you, a handful of you, maybe even dozens or thousands of you that have gone through similar situations that I've been through and are looking at life and saying, you know what? Why me? Why, why did I have to go through this? Why can I just be that easy, lucky going person I see on Instagram every day? Why can I be that happy person on Facebook? Why can I have the happy couple relationship? You know, everybody looks at, like, for example, my life on Facebook. You guys look at my life on Facebook and you guys dream and want to be what I'm doing. You don't see the chaos that I have to deal with in the background. You don't want my life. Trust me. It is not easy. It is not glamorous. You see the best of the best on Facebook and you see the easy go lucky celebration times, but you don't see the chaos that I have to go through. You don't see the fights in the background. You don't see the chaos and, and the, the dealings with vendors and the, the nuances of business and entrepreneurship and running a nonprofit and doing all the things that it takes to create the success that I'm going to leave as a legacy. You have to understand it will not be easy, but it will be worth it. If you're going after something that is purposeful, if it's meaningful, if it's something that is, is what you need to be doing in your life, don't chase the money. Chase the purpose and your life will surround you with the opportunities that will afford you not have to ever worry about money, right? I don't have to sit in a situation where I have to worry about where I'm getting my next meal because I've set up the right partnerships and relationships and ideas and I'm formulating things into opportunities that actually make value and make sense. And if you can take that away from this conversation, just that alone, take your ideas and turn them into purposeful opportunities that are cause-based, and you're going to see a lot of success with the, the people that you surround yourself with. Thank you so much, Manny. I, lots and lots of great information. Thank you so much for what you do. So appreciate you and for your time and patience with me, because this is our third time. No worries. Third time's a charm, right? God bless you. <laughs> God bless you for all that you do and your family. Thank you so much. Thank you. And always remember that you are too blessed to be stressed. Amen. Thank you, Amen. Manny. Bye. Thanks.